0: We'll continue our prospect spotlights by highlighting Artyom Lefshunov's play on this episode of Locked On NHL Prospects.
1: You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you, five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High, and on today's show, we'll be breaking down Artyom Lefshinov's play in the NCAA. This is a six-foot-two right-handed defenseman with a lot of range, a lot of, a lot of good skating, um, and a lot of things we can talk about offensively as well. So we'll get into it, break down the tools, the puck skills. Um, and in our first segment, we'll talk about the, um, habits and overall toolkit in the second segment, and i we'll end things off with, uh, an idea of what his projection looks like and what team would be the best fit. But before we get into any of that, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe, leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. Uh, and if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, please leave us a rate and review. It helps the channel out a lot. And please make us your first listen of the day. Uh, so let's get right into it with Lefshinov. Talk me through kind of what profile of defense we're talking here and um, where he's projected in the draft as well. Um, seems pretty high, he's, he, but he's more or less all over the place. Um, he's He's 20th on one ranking, like he's showing up all over the place, right? He is. He's, he's a fascinating
1: prospect, and he's likely going to go top five come draft day. He has entirely the profile that NHL teams adore. This is a six foot 298 pound Belarusian right shot defenseman. He's quite old for the draft class, as in late October 05 birthday. Uh, but he has been playing some really, really impressive hockey at the NCAA level as a rookie and one of the younger players in, in uh, college hockey this year. He's put up eight goals and 28 points through 30 games, being a real offensive driver for the Michigan, for Michigan State University and has been quite central to that team, really, really impressing so far this season and blowing past all expectations that that program had going into the season. And Lev Shunov has been their most impressive defensemen so far this season, especially in the offensive zone. The defensive play is a lot less consistent, but there are some important building blocks there that I'm sure NHL teams are going to get pretty excited about.
0: Oh, for sure. And, you know, we're talking about a player who, you know, two years ago was playing in U18 hockey. It was playing U18 hockey in Belarus. He, he did have 63 points in 46 games at that level. But uh, we can't take that for you have to take that with a grain of salt because it's a level that doesn't necessarily make you think at a high level. It's very chaotic uh, hockey, which favors the brave, I would say. Um, having, having gone back and watched a clip or two of him from that <laughs> time, it's just... As, as soon as you've got guts, you're scoring like it's it's lanes are wide open for you to just walk right in. Uh, but last year, played with Green Bay in the USHL, uh, put up 42 points in 62 games and played decent hockey, um, set himself up for uh, for 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 praise and mention for this year's draft. And uh, now that he's graduated to the NCAA and playing with Michigan State right now. 28 points in 30 games is respectable. Um, he's on a recent dry spell. He's got like two points in his last six games. Um, but I thought the tools were a, a bit more flashy in those games, despite the lack of scoring. Um, so, yeah, we can start there. Um, how do you rate his uh, his playmaking game for starters? Um, I, I really like his breakout passing, but I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, like the breakout passing game is is really quite impressive. Like he can really just launch pucks up the ice. There's a lot of power behind his passes. And when he sees an option, he can be really decisive in picking it. Like he will just launch a pass in that direction rather than hold himself back. There's not much hesitation in his breakout passing The playmaking game is interesting i i really like how many pucks he's able to direct towards the slot in the offensive zone he's consistently looking to open up lanes and kind of shimmy his body around and try to uh, like implement some delays uh and and use his his high-end skating ability to to create gaps uh and yeah he's consistently getting pucks towards the slot i think that The dare behind those passes has kind of calibrated a bit more as the season's progressed. Early on this season, I saw him gifting away possession a ton in the offensive zone, trying passes that weren't really worth attempts, even though they were gutsy. Uh, At the NCAA level, those types of plays just don't work very often. But as the season's progressed, he's been learning a lot of which passes work, which attempts don't, and he's been implementing that knowledge in his game. So there's been a a significant growth or maturation in his playmaking game this season that I've seen so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, in terms of rating, I'd probably give it a five and a half, um, mainly because of the breakup. Sorry, what was that?
1: Maybe a six for me. Like, as the season's progressed, I've become a pretty big fan of the playmaking game.
0: For sure. Yeah. I think the breakout passing is really the stand out there. And that's what brings that rating yeah. up that um, I'm a bit less sold on what he does in the offensive zone with the puck. I mean, yes, he directs a lot of pucks to the slot, but doesn't really do it with enough manipulation and deception for me to be yeah. able to kind of project that as a, as an NHL tool yet. Um, but the breakout passing is fantastic. I think he identifies his outlets really well um, and keeps a secondary option in his back pocket. If ever something doesn't kind of work out the way he thinks he will. So um yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, the breakout passing overall, uh, but I want to get to the shot because it is a plus tool for me. Like he, he can put some weight behind it, but it's also fairly accurate both off the wrist and the slapper, right?
1: For sure. And as the season's gone on, he's been using it a lot more looking for tips and redirects and going for screens rather than just launching bombs from the point, which I saw a lot last year uh, in the USHL. He was just on shot toggle mode the entire season and was gifting away possession all the time. And it was one of the reasons that I think I was personally quite lukewarm on Love Shunov coming into this season because whenever he had the puck around the blue line he faced any pressure he would just launch pucks towards the net and this was not working very well uh but this season he's been a lot more purposeful with those shots which has also made the power that his shot has a lot more effective because he's actually using it to create some chaos and it's a lot more controlled and purposeful so yeah, he's he's been learning to kind of like rein in his tools a little bit, shedding some of the habits that he learned in Belarusian U eighteen hockey, and uh, learning to, to to grow into a more professional style of, of offensive game with the puck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the the habits have grown in terms of a shot, and we'll get into the habits more specifically uh, in our second segment. But really, the shot just in isolation. Um, I I really like the the weight that he puts on it and. The way that he the way that he alternates in terms of just bombing shots and just floating them into areas for his teammates to to get on rebounds or pick them up uh, on tips, that kind of thing so that toggle is really good because there are there are very few situations this year where I thought you know you should have floated that puck instead of bombing it or he should have bombed that puck instead of floating it um you know it, it, his his identification of what shot to use and which scenario is really really good um so the shot you know it gets an easy six for me um yeah it's got enough. He's got enough weight and accuracy, and he's got enough versatility in the shooting arsenal that you know, especially on the power play, it's been really, really obvious what he's able to do with that. Um, now the handling. Uh, I think the handling. It's it's really inconsistent with Lefshinov. Um He's really good off the pickup. So when he receives a pass and goes into motion, really interesting. Um, but as soon as it comes to kind of deking through pressure and and moving his way through opposition, I feel like. The the technique is there, but the identification of how to use it is off. Like for me, it's just I I'll, I'll see him pull out the right deke, um, but at the wrong moment or the wrong deke at the right moment. It's just yeah, it, it's it's a weird it's it's a weird assessment I would say for, for, with me with for shunov and I definitely need, need like I've already watched him like five or six times, and I'm still not really sure where I stand on his handling. Uh, what's your thoughts on that though?
1: I think so far this season, I've seen like probably like two of my four viewings. I've been like <laughs> really noticing that he's overestimating his handling ability and just trying things without really understanding how to leverage his tools to solve that problem and that's been there's one puck skill that has been a consistent question mark in my eyes like i think the the passing the playmaking uh has really really improved as the seasons progressed so has the shot and like the use of that shot but the puck skills continue to be really a bit confounding and they're the 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 playmaking the the freaking Puck handling, all P's, <laughs> alliteration, just letters. Um, but the, the puck handling has been really inconsistent this season. And uh, I think a lot of that boils down to his confidence in it. And that varies a lot between games. There are some, some games where he tries to do very, very little and is very conservative in terms of the situations where he tries to solve with his puck handling. And there are other games where he thinks that he's Conor McDavid and tries to puck handle through pressure and it just doesn't work very well. And those are the games where he acts like a fourth forward where he gets burned consistently that have me a bit skeptical overall of just how high end uh, the likelihood of him hitting at the NHL level is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I fully get that. Um, For me, the handling gets a real baseline five. I think that it, you know, it's it's an inconsistent five, or sometimes it's a seven, sometimes it's a three. Like there's a
1: yeah.
0: there's there's a lot there, and obviously we'll, we'll be posting our, our our rating scale and how it works in the description here below. Uh, we we'll just give you a breakdown. Five is really I think you know third pair defenseman, you know uh, third line forward, that kind of thing. Like just NHL full NHL average. Um, but yeah, I think with Lev Shinov, it's just if he can work on kind of figuring out more often how and when and 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 you know in in which way to beat to beat forwards uh heading up the ice i i would start liking that that handling skill a bit more but right now what really keeps his rating at a 5 for me and and not lower than that is his ability to just go from cashing pucks to skating up the ice in one motion i think that's really really fluid the way that he, that he collects pucks and it's going to help him i mean in the nhl setting up your next play is the most important thing. Like, before you get the puck, you need to be able to set yourself up for your next play. And Lefshinov does that really, really well with his handling skill off receptions. Um, But that wraps things up for our first segment. We'll talk about uh, his tools uh, more in general, his toolkit and his habits in our second segment right after these messages from a new sponsor at Camino Consulting. Our sponsor today is Camino Consulting. How would you like to know to get to know someone better in an hour uh, than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big problems, especially in relationships and family dynamics. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's Day gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you've hoped? Well, get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off the month of February by using the discount code Locked On. Again, that's discount code Locked On for 25% off the rest of the month uh, at Camino Consult at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention Locked On when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. All so moving on to the general tools, how they interact, the toolkit, and the habits of Archon Uh a projected, I'd say, top five prospect for the 2024 draft. Most of the rankings that are well-connected with teams, I'm thinking Bob McKenzie, Craig Button. Uh, I mean, McKenzie has him at third, Craig Button has him at fourth. Um, elite prospects have, have him at fourth as well. So, yeah, you know, in terms of the overall interaction between tools, I'd say the skating really kind of highlights more or less everything. Um yeah. with me, with Levchinov, what's really clear is the edge works fantastic. He accesses his outside edge really comfortably. He's got a deep, powerful stride, and I really like the way he picks up speed off receptions. So often what he'll do is he'll he'll do basically lateral crossovers while facing the the puck carrier and present a stick well in order to receive a puck and, and start moving, right? And that helps him pick up speed and set up his next play really, really well. So I think the fluidity doesn't only show up in his ability to move pucks up the ice. It especially shows up in his gap control, right? Like that that for me is a big plus in this game.
1: His gap control has been very solid this season. I think I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive in how he defends the rush specifically because he has the skating ability to really just close those gaps in an almost Anton salaev esque way with about four or five inches of less reach, uh, which makes a difference, but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, he, the skating is the foundation of everything he does, and it is a really strong tool. Like It's at least a seven grade in my book, possibly 7.5, really, really solid skating and like he's especially improved on the stride mechanics as the season's gone on. Like, like the edge work was elite level when like back in September, but I remember like seeing that the acceleration be a l- little bit weaker and the overall stride power has improved a lot since he's joined the Michigan state uh, program. And clearly they're doing a lot of strength training there uh, with how he's been working on his lower body strength specifically as the years gone on. And uh, per all accounts, he is one of the hardest workers in the gym and off ice uh, that that program's ever seen seen so uh, there's a reason that he's been progressing uh, very very well this season and and working on his tools but yeah the the skating is foundational to everything he does and it enables everything else he does like it is really really core to what makes him valuable on the ice because he knows how to leverage it to create advantages in most situations and the ones where he's still learning there's been progress on this season
0: yeah, for sure. And for me, I mean, like you said, the mindset is definitely a, a big highlight of his toolkit as well. It allows him to have more room for growth than other prospects. Um, we, we've seen a big difference between Levshanov at the start of the year versus Levshanov right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, the recent games that I've watched of his, despite the, the recent scoring shot, I thought he was better in recent games uh, than he was at the start of the season where he was over a point per game. It's mainly because um, I feel like in, in recent games, he's been focusing a lot more on defending the the rush, on defending in zone and, you know, staying a bit more conservative, but in the right way, like not taking himself out of position. He's still joining rushes, he's still making passes in transition and, you know, bombing pucks from the point off the rush. But at the same time, he's. He's sitting back when he needs to. You know, i there were there were games I've watched where he was out there at three on three in overtime and would turn the puck over four times in the same in the same shift uh for like three breakaways against Trey Augustine. And if it wasn't for Trey Augustine, Michigan State would have been gone. Um, but now I, I see a lot less of that. I see a lot more. Intricacy and composure and poise in this game, those are big elements of his toolkits now uh, because a player with this level of skating, with this range and size and, and gap-closing ability, using it a bit more intelligently, a bit more calmly, is a lot better for his game. He's also gotten a lot better with you know with his back turn to the play. When he's retrieving pucks behind his net, um, when he's receiving grim passes from his teammates, he's not as panicky as he was before. Um, I think that's still a work in progress, and is definitely a subpar element of his game still. But it's come a long way. You know, Lechonov is a player I really wasn't sold on. I had basically outside of my top fifteen for the first couple of months of the year. Um, and since then, he's climbed to he's climbed to ninth, and now he's probably closer to sixth than to ninth in my rankings. So those are big progressions in this game. I really, really like what I've seen recently from him. Um, but yeah, overall, I think that the habits are. A thing to work on like you said he's he's a bit you know he's too aggressive offensively not aggressive enough defensively uh still but that's that's kind of trending in the right direction um yeah. but overall any other concerns with his habits outside of that
1: oof i mean it's been it's been an interesting season with him where there's a lot of concerns that I've had earlier on this season that I don't know if are if they're still applicable at this stage because, like, my last two viewings haven't shown them much, but I've also watched less of him than you have this year. But I think in terms of the habits, like, one, one big thing for me was just his consistent ability to layer his tools together, which early on this season was not always apparent uh but in my more recent viewings has been a lot more consistent uh but on on that front how has he been in terms of like that tool layer layering and using all those tools in one more cohesive package because earlier on the season it was like there were sequences where he was just one booming shot and other sequences where he's just a good skater and combining everything together and choosing the right options consistently was a real struggle
0: yeah and you know when we refer to rawness this is basically what we're talking about you know a player who doesn't hasn't put everything together hasn't hasn't created a cohesive package that's the definition of a raw player i think that left definitely made strides there but there are still moments you know outside of his of his puck rushing ability when he's skating up the ice outside of that there are still moments where he thinks okay i'm gonna do this one thing and then figure out what i do next instead of kind of layering mentally what he needs to do right um all the best defensemen in the NHL, they have their second, third, and fourth step already in mind before they even get the puck. You know, they already know that oh, I'm going to get the puck here. I'm going to have to play give and go to get to, to, to you know to get open off of this four checker. Um, and then once I'm in that space, I'm going to do a I'm going to make a slot pass. Um, then I'm going to position myself at the net and then circle back as soon as possible to avoid a, an offensive rushy. Either way, I don't see that yet from Lefshinov. Um, when he's skating up the ice. I can already tell, like, oh, bef- you know, as he's collecting a puck, he's like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do now. So that's that's a step in the right direction. But once you t- you're talking about the defensive zone and the offensive zone, so everything that doesn't have to do with transitions, there's still a bit more of a linear element to his thought process, and that that can change with time. I think that that's something that you develop over time, especially when you're as dedicated and and mentally engaged as Levchinov is. It's just a matter of time for me before he develops that. So I'm not too concerned with that element not being there. Um but it's something he can pick up over time and especially, you know, once he reaches the, the the pro level, the AHL, the NHL and works his way up, I feel like, you know, Levchinov might cause some doubts at the start of his career but once he hits 23 24 years of age those elements should be in place to make him a really really good nhl defenseman uh but they're actually up for a second segment about tools toolkit and habits now we'll talk about the projection with with lefshinov um what we expect him to be at the nhl level how many points and what team would be the best fit after these messages from our sponsors over at game time If you're looking to secure cheap tickets to last minute events game time is the best place to get that done I use game time all the time because my schedule is really volatile and I can find myself with an afternoon free out of nowhere and they're really useful to get uh, to get to secure hockey tickets last minute before an event sometimes even an hour after it starts and that's not only for sports it's also for uh, theater comedy basically anything that requires tickets you can find on game time they're obsessed with saving you money as well we've got a bunch of deals that help you get the best price for your tickets and the game time guarantee make sure that you get the best price every time uh, if you find a, a ticket in the same section and row uh for less than what game time has to offer game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the gametime app create an account and use promo code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply but again really simple just create an account and use promo code locked on any sorry locked on at checkout for twenty dollars off your first purchase so buy uh, so check out game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Alrighty, righty, so moving on to our final segment, we'll be talking about the projection with Artem Lefshinov. Um, we'll also talk about which team would be the best fit, how many points he's likely to get, and what type of defenseman he's going to be at the NHL level. There's a lot of avenues on that side for me. I think we can start there. Um, what can Lefshinov develop into, and what would you do as a, development, as a development specialist for an NHL team who drafts Artem Lefshinov? What direction would you take him in?
1: I would try to take him into an aggressive two-way mold. I think that would be the thing that would really work with his toolkit the most. I would want to up the ante on, on the defensive aggression because he shows so much aggressiveness in the offensive zone and applying that, especially as rush defending, I think could make him really, really lethal in that facet, especially because of how good of a skater he is, how strong he is, and how long his reach is. Like He has all the tools to be high-end rush defender, and he thinks the game well enough to do so as well. I think I would also try to rein him in a little bit offensively. He acts like a fourth forward regularly. And that has certainly been decreasing as the season's gone on. And, like, the trend there is very promising. Uh, but I would keep working yeah. on, on that front. And also try to work on the planning. As as you mentioned, like, he can be a bit more reactionary in in, in his thought processes, especially yeah. in the offensive zone with the puck on his stick he looks at what's available and he reacts to it rather than having an idea of how to solve a problem creatively and uh, get something out of it that isn't necessarily apparent at first glance um and i think that he has all the tools to be a really high-end two-way defenseman like we see the victor hedman comp come up like eight times a year and it's never really accurate and i'm i do not think that love Shunov is going to be a hedman like player but in terms of a stylistic goal I think that love has the mold and the intelligence and the habits well the developing habits the flashes of habits and the tools specifically to develop into that like high end physical two-way defenseman who can play big minutes on both special teams units uh there's a lot of refining to do to get into that range I'm, i'm not necessarily confident that he can reach that type of ceiling i mean not that any defenseman should be expected to hit a Victor Hedman level of ceiling in yeah. the draft year but I think that style of player would would do a lot with Lachino's tools and I think that that would be the a direction that I would be very interested in going.
0: Absolutely yeah and you know every time I watch him I always have this thought of the back of, in the back of my head of like I've seen this before and I keep circling back to David check and being like this is something like this is this mm-hmm. is you know a big yeah. raw toolsy defenseman who still has a lot to learn habits wise but has really great baseline tools a booming shot all that stuff like we've seen this music before and you know i'm sure he's going to be in a better situation than near checks is uh in, in in columbus there but i think over time you can you can get a lot uh, out of F- left know that's really really positive um in terms of nhl com- com- i mean comparisons i i think of like you know another another Tampa Bay defenseman that I could develop him into that I would like to develop him into if I was a a developing consultant and it would be Mikhail Sergachev. Um, yeah. I think that that style of defenseman it fits fits a bit more with Shinov does well um,
1: there. Yeah, and,
0: and you know Sergachev is another player who he's never been the best decision maker, but he still carved out a great NHL role for himself. Even though you know the the, the injury situation is really really unfortunate with with Sergachev, yeah. I think that you know, he's a player who's overcome his decision-making issues really well with solid tools, and I think that a similar projection for Lefchenov is, is, is likely. Um, what do you think is the offensive ceiling, though? Like, I, I see like 45, 50 points as the ceiling, but something yeah, like that? Yeah,
1: probably 50-ish points, like, I think in, in terms of high-end production you could maybe get 15 to 18 goals out of him because he is a really good shooter and especially if he learns the habit of getting higher up into the slot uh before like shooting if he's actually going for goals uh yeah. that he can move up from the blue line if he wants to be a goal scoring threat uh that would really increase the the goal scoring upside with him mm-hmm. but if, if he's developed as, like, a Sergachev style defenseman, I could see a 60-point upside where if he has, like, a really rock-solid, high-intelligent defensive defenseman to play with, then I think that you unlock a bit higher on the offensive side, and you allow yeah. him to take those risks if you trust the player, to his, his, his pairing mate, to kind of sweep up everything else that, that, that happens as a result. But if he's developed more as a two-way style, I think 45 points would be, uh, like, the the likely, like, upside range in his prime.
0: For sure, and uh, yeah, which team do you think would be the best fit? I'm looking at some teams here that really need nice some right-handed defensemen. I'm thinking Buffalo, Ottawa would be in this conversation, right? I think those are the two kind of main suspects in terms of San destinations. Jose? San Jose would also be a great option. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at yeah. the decor. Uh, Matias Havelid. That's, I mean, Shakir Muhammadulin, But I mean, I don't think either of, of us are real big, big fans of Muhammadulin. Um yeah. Jake even Furlong's
1: though, good in a depth role.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a sweeper, a player who you know, a defenseman who can who can play with him and and make him, make him, you know, make his offensive dare shine a bit more, make him a bit more confident going up the ice. I think Jake yeah. Furlong would be a great partner for Artem Lefchenov, but. Um, I'm also thinking of Jake Sanderson in Ottawa. Like long term, yes. they can they can make that those would two be an exceptional together.
1: fit stylistically it, speaking. Yeah. Sanderson Levshunov is beautiful.
0: Yeah, absolutely m- magnificent. And, and also in in uh, Buffalo, I mean, you have um, you have Dallin, uh, you have Owen Power, you have uh, bad players. Uh, was it Matthias Samuelson? I think that's his name. Matthias Samuelson. Yes. Yeah, I think Samuelson of the three is probably the best fit next to Lefshunov. But I could very well see a, a power Lefchenov pairing be just absolutely dangerous. Um, chaotic, on a as pair. Anything. chaotic for sure, but really, really fun to watch on a second pair. Um, I don't think Lefchenov's, you know, unless something goes really, really well, I don't think Lefchenov's going to be a bona fide top pair defenseman. I don't think he's going to, I mean, at the very best, he's going to be like a number two, like a weak number two. And if he can have that next to Rasmus Stalin, sure, but I, I wouldn't hedge my bets on that. i I'd, I'm a lot more confident with Lefshinov as the best player on a second pair, you know. Um, so having a power Lefshinov second pair, I think, would fit really, really well together. Um, but I think of the of the three teams we mentioned, I think Ottawa's the best fit, mainly because of Jake Sanderson. Like yeah. Sanderson is your bona fide number one. If you can have Lefshinov on his right, um playing in a bit of a more muted role, playing a bit more of that two-way game, um, and then you have Thomas Shabbat on your second pair as your pure offensive guy. I think yeah. that's a that's a big three that works really, really well well in Ottawa, right?
1: For sure. Like, I think Ottawa, at, at least from what I've seen from them this, this season so far, the forward core is a lot of fun. The defensive core is a lot weaker than what it looks like it should be on paper. Like they have yeah. some really, really good players in there. Like I know Thomas Shabbat has his fair share of fans and detractors out there in the Ottawa fan base. Uh, but, but I mean, Sanderson and Chikrin are both really solid defensemen. We'll see if chicken st- sticks around in Ottawa or not. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, it's not looking all that promising on that front, but... Uh, I think if you throw in Lev Shunov uh, Shunov into that mix, you're going to have a far more intriguing defensive core. And uh, while he might not necessarily fix all the defensive warts of that team, he will add a lot of skill on the defensive side of things. And Mm -hmm. especially because they already have Artem Zub, for instance, who is a high-end shut down right shot defensive defenseman. To have the other right shot defenseman in that lineup be a bit more offensive leaning, I think makes sense
0: absolutely and that wraps things up for today's show thank you very much for tuning in if you're watching on youtube make sure to like and subscribe leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next and if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform make sure to make us your first listen of the day for your second listen of the day make sure to check out locked on sports today we've got all your news and updates about what's going on around sports and make sure to tune in for our next shows as we continue our prospect spotlights for the 2024 nhl draft this has been Hattie kalakash with sebastian high and we hope you tune in next time